You're now tuned in to another episode of Leading Be Legendary Presents, the label podcast. Aw, man. Check, check, check. Y'all tuned in to the label podcast. You're listening to Name Tag Alexander. Make sure y'all check out the website, leadingbelegendary.net. Um, follow us on all social media platforms. We got Twitter, which is at LABL Music. Um, we got Facebook, that's Leading Be Legendary. We also on Instagram as LABL Music as well. And we on SoundCloud too. Same thing, Leading Be Legendary, Bandcamp, Leading Be Legendary. Leading Be Legendary across the board. You search it, trust me, we're going to pop up. Uh, we kicking off the second episode. We got my man's. He's uh, known for producing as well. We just did a project together, the Metal Letter EP. My man's J.R. Swift. We're going to get right into it. We're just going to start off with it. J.R. Swift, let the people know who you is, man. It was good. It was good, man. It was good, people. It's your boy, J.R. Swift. Rapping that talk to the down. That's Virginia, you know. Producer short in there, you know. Uh, yeah, man, you know, you know how the game goes, man. While we while we into up, it, Ted? while we into it, we I don't want to wait to the end to do it. Drop them off at um, drop them off your social media handles. Let them know where you at on Twitter, Facebook, and whatnot. Uh, you can follow me on uh, Instagram, which is Jr Swift, J R S W I F T Z seven. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, which is Jr Swift, uh, without the number seven, J R S W I F T Z. Um, Facebook, you uh, can look up my Facebook uh, page, which is J.R. Swift as well. Yeah, I'm everywhere, man. Yeah, I seen that. I saw you just had the Facebook page. All that. That's a dope look. All right. Do you, yeah. now, you know you can't change the shit now because, you know, you change your uh, your, fa- your platform, your uh, social media handles. You change them up like a motherfucker. I be like, dog, this nigga be a bearded, <laughs> bearded guy. Uh, you had some shit. What was it? Uh, I seen Beard Jordan. Man, you had some shit that oh, yeah. was funny as hell. I mean, he changed this shit all the time. Now, now you got to stay at J.R. Swift's everything because that's what people are going to be searching for. But I'm going to just jump oh, into yeah. it, man, with the questions. Um, you, You've been living in Virginia for a while, like a great deal of your life. But, like, where were you originally born? And how long were you there before the move to VA? Well, all right, so I was born in Brooklyn, you know, east of New York. I left, I was about seven. Then I moved to VA, I want to say, 97, 98. Somewhere around there. And then I've been there ever since. I want to say till 2009 when I left. They come down here to Carolina or Charlotte. So I've been in Charlotte ever since 2009, man. So, yeah, I'm moving around quite a bit. So, yeah, originally born in Brooklyn and then raised in VA. And now I'm living in Charlotte. That's crazy. Straight up. So, you basically, I was wondering, because I remember when we first started networking, when I first talked to you, I'm like, this nigga saying he in Virginia, how he got a damn New York accent. That don't even make sense. But not nah, okay, a lot of people understand, you know what I'm saying? But at what age did you um like start making beats? Like who inspires you to want to start? Um man, uh technically man, I started making beats when I was six. Um, but I was in first, my pops um my first influence. Um started making beats when I was six. And then um Started on the MP. Now, like I said, I was MCing too, but at that time, I had a high-pitched voice. Ain't nobody going to take me serious. And then I already talked, like, mumble. I already talked low, and I mumbled. So it wasn't going to work out. Tried different things. I was like, ah, it ain't going to work out for me. So when I got a hold to Footy Loose, everybody should know what Footy Loose is at first studio. When I was about 13, 14, 
and then that's why I took off from there. I had my own group. Uh, <laughs> anybody uh, around around my homeboys, we was called uh, TCG, which is True Crime Gangsters. It, it's funny now I think about it. Yeah, so where was gonna be the next G unit and all that? It was me and my cousin and two of my homies. And um, actually, two two of my cousins and two of my homies. Um, it, it was so funny, man. We used to record in the crib. I had a big behind compact desktop. Recording, uh, I think I was using Sonar. No, I was using Cakewalk at that time. Yeah. Damn, I remember Crazy. Cakewalk. That's wild. Yeah, Cakewalk with a Radio Shack. Um, <laughs> Mike, 20 out of Mike, and I spilled my pops. Um, a little Mike stand, because he used to record in the crib, too. He used to record my cousin A1 up in the crib. Word. So this probably, I want to say, 04. So I'm running 03, 04. That's funny that you said you had a light voice and you used to mumble. Now, yeah. how perfect would you be as a rapper in today's time? That's funny as fuck, like, saying that. Like, I used to mumble, because, like, mumble rap is a, is a huge deal, like, the people now. Like, everybody, it's the thing to mumble and shit and make sure niggas don't know what you're saying when you rap. So you'd have been a, yeah. a perfect fucking rapper in today's time. Like, what, um, yeah. you said that you, uh, your pops had inspired you. I remember seeing something in one of your, uh, your bio about a Knotts connection. Like, what's... There's a degree of separation there. Like, explain the connection with Knotts, the producer. All right. So, um, you know, uh, to get a little bit more background, uh, my pops had me in the city. Like, I had a crazy childhood that, that most people would never experience. I used to be in studios all the time as a second grader. You feel me? So, running in the city, Manhattan, uh, that's why I met Buster, AZ, Coogee Rap, everybody. Class. So, um... When I moved to VA, like I said, '97, '98. This is back when, <laughs> this is back when Knotts had uh, his little twisties and all that. So this is before he, after he had his first placement, uh, his first placement. Um, I, maybe his or going on his second one, I forgot. Um, with like around that time or whatever. But I met him. Uh, like, I want to say '98. So it was through my pops when I met him in uh, Beast Loan, which is Knotts' uh, manager. Manager. And then, yeah. Familiar. Yeah, so that's how I met, you know, Nas and, and B. Sloan. And then they've been, you know, family ever since. And I was young at the time, like I said, 97, 98. I was a little kid. And being in studios is, is remarkable, man. Like, I, I love my childhood. It's crazy. It was there for you then, man. It was, like, put in front of you early. Like, because you how old now? 25. Yeah, man, you got mad, man. Damn, you got mad time, dog. Like, so... Now, as far as just having all that influence around you, you know, the inspiration, with you doing beats, I remember you telling me, but I forgot the exact beat machine you say you started out using. Like, what, you know, as far as from that to now, like, what beat machine are you currently using now? Um, as far as now, well, I started, on, like, it's on the NP, uh, NPC 2000, to be exact. Uh-huh. And um, then, of course, software, which is, man, there's a list of software from FL to Reason, to Sonar, to, uh, so this goes on, but I was in high school, it was raising, then Ableton, currently now. Ableton. That's um, what it was, it was Ableton. Yeah, so Ableton now, I love that joint. Shout out to Ski Beats, because watching this video, him demonstrating how to use uh, Ableton, that's what kind of took off from there. So him, and then also Flying Lotus is notoriously known for using Ableton as well. Okay. Um, Ableton, uh, then I had a machine, Mark II, uh, sold the machine to, to get the APC uh, Renaissance, <laughs> sold that to my pops, 
Uh, so that to him, Lord, he he a gearhead, man. He one of them dudes that collect. Man, he got so many equipment, he's not even funny. So I sold it to him. Um, well, right now, currently, just Ableton. No MIDI, no nothing. So straight typing keyboard. And, and, and that's it. <laughs> it's somebody, I want to say, I, I ain't sure if it's Black Milk. I don't know for certain that's using the Ableton. It's somebody that's using that shit. I've seen him posting on Instagram a couple. I follow a lot of producers, so I'm sure I've seen it on Instagram a couple of times. What's, um... Is that like the Ableton? Is that your preference, like just going forward, or is this like some shit you would rather use? But you're just like, nah, I'm fuck with this Ableton for now. No, nah, um, I want to get back to using the MP, man. Like I love pads, and I, I remember, um, uh, like I said, I was six using the MPC 2000. I'm like, this is real analog. You know what I'm saying? So my pops had the 2000, and he had the ASR 10. Work. I'm six. I don't know how to use analog, so. <laughs> I want to say a couple of years, like, I want to say 2000 and maybe 10, maybe 11. I remember being, um, we had this move to another apartment. Um, I remember I was laying on the couch or whatever. And I seen a, a video with A-Rap Music. And he was demonstrating the new NPC. This one, the, when the Renaissance just got introduced. Word. And I'm like, yo, okay, yeah, now it's game time. Now I have to use my pops in the mode. Now I can use this joint. And I ended up getting a machine, Mark II, and then I sold it. And then I ended up getting, you know, using my money to get the NPC Renaissance. And I love that joint, man. And I'm going to try to get the new one that's coming out soon. So, yeah. Straight, straight NPC, man. That's all I want to get back to you. Straight up, and that that leads me to my next question too. Like, what's what would you say your well? Just explain your beat making process, like just from start to finish. Like that was a question that uh, DDT wanted to know too. Uh, like, what was your beat making process like as of today, from beginning to end? Um, process, man. Um, it depends, man. Um, usually I start off with the uh, I go find a sample. Uh-huh. Um, I I find a sample where I got collections of like digital samples that I find from YouTube or I go like what people call them e digging, like either I e dig or CDs that I had from a couple years ago, or whatever. Um, I either go through the samples or if I found new drums or somebody gave me some new drums, I'll go through the drums and I found something that's crazy on on, on that. Um, I go from there, and the drums is take me where I need to go, and that's how usually um, I start a lot of my my processes is, is the drums first, and then find a sample and chop the drum um, in Ableton how, how I want it, and then I go from there and then add the bass line, and if I want to take it further, I holler my man Soulful and my homie Suit that's out here in Carolina with me to play some keys and make a bigger record, um, or I try to play something on my own. But that's how I don't really do my process. It just depends on that day, how I'm feeling. So either it could be the sample first, I chop it, or time first, then chop, then add the drums, or drums first, and then um, the sample, or play something. So it's mm-hmm. just how, how I'm feeling. Because you put a lot of that shit, I see you put it on Instagram a lot too, like just the process of making a beat. So like y'all, you and some other cats like a battle each other a lot. Like I see you post some shit like, man, you ain't got shit on this or whatever, and just like put the sample on it, man. This was dope. Like and people be toned into it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's that's my brother. Shout out my brother. I said it. You know what I'm saying he he's from uh the seven one eight two, which is you know the Word. Brooklyn area, East New York area. Um, you know he is. I, I don't see uh, you know it's it's a funny competition. 
You feel me? Uh, yeah. What's the saying goes? It's still shopping still. Exactly. So, um, he, you know, he always talking trash, like, yo, I'm better than you. I, I. So we going back and forth. We're like, yo, we're going to let the people decide. Um, one thing I, I, um, one thing I could admire about homie is uh, his work ethic, man. Um, my work ethic is trash. I ain't going to lie. But when I cook, you know I'm coming with you. you whether it's two or three joints. Yeah, I'm I, two or three joints. Yeah, you know, so I, sometimes it, like what you what you got like you got some shit that's new like what you sending you like man I got like a, some shit from my folder from like shit like right. 2012 oh like 2012 but it's heat though <laughs> and you send it and it be fire but like damn I never heard this shit this is dope as fuck like you should just sitting on this but yeah you right yeah. you cook like you, you cook and send that them flames over for real right so it's 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 just joints that I've been sitting on like I got joints right now in the oven with still in Ableton, but, you know, I still got joints in, in the oven that I need to mix or I need keys on or whatever, but that's how, you know, I move on, on my own time because when I get somebody a joint, you know, uh, it's going to be fire. It's, it's you know, you know I, I put a lot of time into my craft, so I'm not going to give you nothing that's, that's trash or BS. I'm, I'm going to make sure that the mix is good. I'm going to make sure that everything is up to par. You feel me? Even with you, I give you joints. You, you know it's going to be quality. When I give Dover joints, it's going to be quality. Or who else I'm working with, it's going to be quality joints. But as far as I said, it, we had a show in Boston, and we was like, yo, we're going to tune everybody else out. And, we know, we're we going we gonna to come here and shut it down. You I feel saw me? That, from I the saw area. that shit. Yeah. yeah. Y'all niggas went in. Yeah. I seen it. I was like, man, this is like, you could tell it just was a competition, like, between y'all niggas. Like, I could tell y'all tune the crowd out because y'all was just going at it. Yeah, yeah, because, like, we, we, and it's no diss to anybody else that was that was there. You know, shout-out to the homie uh, Cyrus as well for putting me on that car. You feel me? I came all the way from North Carolina. So, man, that that was just a whole dope experience. It was my birthday. I had turned 25, and I had a show on my birthday. That was that was fire to me right up. to perform and be around uh, some some dope people. I played a joint that had Dove, uh, Cordova, and Skyler Zoo on there. And Sky was in a building with um Apollo Brown. Apollo Brown came on stage, dat me up after he uh heard the joint I played. Like yeah, he came up, was doing a uh G Wiz. He came up there and uh you know what I'm saying show love and Cyrus show love too. So it, it was it was crazy man to to be inspired because there's plenty of times I was gonna give up music because I I was in the slump, but that gave me that that motive that I need to like yo I I've been doing this for way too long. Let me go ahead and continue what I was destined to do. Yeah. So, yeah, man. It, came, it, too far, like, came too far. Came too far to yeah. say, like, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Nah, exactly. Man, nah, that was some shit. I ain't know all them niggas showed up to it. You said it was uh, Apollo Brown, Sky Zoo, and who else? Yeah. No, it was it was Apollo Brown uh, and Sky Zoo. They was like, hey, man. So, because, uh, you know, they, they, they got their project. So, um, oh, yeah, I think they had... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I think right before I played, uh, what is it? Um, high volume, I think it's called what called Dover Sky Zoo. Yeah. Um, I played that joint, and Apollo Brown was already in the crowd. Okay. But Sky just came in, I think, on Dover uh, verse or something like that. But he heard the joint, and it was perfectly timing because you know I'm I'm one of the few. People that actually got a verse from from Scott, you feel me? So that was 
that was a blessing for him. Shout out to Scott Zoo. You know, so um yeah, I'm I'm playing joints, Paulo Brown came on the stage, dad me, I was like, yo, like you got heat. You know what I'm saying? That made me feel good. Like, people coming up on stage. I'm talking about everybody else done, you know what I'm saying, play their set. But I came on stage and played my joints. People was coming up on stage and showing love. So that made me, like, feel good as a producer, man. Like, yeah, man. You, you got something, man. And, and speaking of which, now that, since we touched bases on uh, Apollo Brown, like, who would you say, Um, I would say, I guess, are your top five? Like beat makers, I'm pretty sure we got a list. Like I, I know I got a list myself that probably extends past five. But like you personally, like who would you say your top five beat makers are that inspire you the most? Top five, um, of course, um, it's gonna be Dilla. Second would be Black Black Mill, of course. Um, then Knots, I would say um, fourth. I would put Jack One, Jack One at fourth. Jack One is crazy. Yeah. Uh, five, uh, fifth, fifth spot. Um, as of right now, man, I got some A rap music. A rap is, is crazy. He's killing um, the game right now. That Joe Budden album yeah. fire. Fire. So I would say him, and then uh, honorable mention would be High Tech. Oh man, that's a that's a nice yeah. list, and it's crazy because like that's that's a solid list, especially for you because you I can hear your beats, and you hear the um the the versatility in your your production like it's not one set sound like you could do boom bap like uh, for mm-hmm. example if you listen to the metal letter ep the people that that's listening to this podcast if y'all listen to the metal letter ep what you're gonna hear is there's tracks that got that that feel i hate saying boom bap sometimes that just sounds so cliche but that's that's the style yeah. like you would hear that but then you would go and you would hear a track like down and it's more like smooth and mellowed out. You're like, oh shit! And it's a, it's the reason that I selected certain beats for that project, just so not only to obviously display my talent, but at the same time show them like what you got to bring to the table. Because you got those are three beats alone. Those the intro to Eels, and then you got um like I said, you got down. But then there's another track like Underground Funk. Right. Three completely different styles of production, and you just hear like that mixture of all the the people that you name. You hear that mixture in there. You know what I'm saying? That, right. That's crazy that you could take those styles and just kind of like manipulate them and just in, in, include them in the one style which you make your own. Right, which is, which is crazy because, um, to be honest, a lot of people don't even know this. Um, I started out doing commercial beats first. I remember you saying like, that. Yeah, I was doing commercial style. So when I moved down here to 09, uh, who was really popping? Like uh, Travis Porter. Um, Roscoe Dash, all alone had the game on, on, on Smash. So I was following like that sound, Waka all. Along. So I think it was funny is uh when I first got my hands on the first boom bat, quote unquote boom bat drum kit, which was Amon's uh bat kit, the first edition. And I was talking to my cousin A one. I was like, Yo, I think I'm gonna go back to that essence, going back to to that boom bat sound. So I got a whole of that joint, I paid for it. I paid for the for the kid or whatever, and uh, it went from there. I did like two joints for my cousin, uh, which is a one. I did two joints for him uh, a couple years ago, and then I just took off with that. So I developed my sound and still did, um, you know, other other things as well, like that trap sound or whatever. Because at that time, I was a real heavy fan of Ryan Leslie. 
You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I was trying to play keys and everything, like trying to mimic dude because he was a, a so genius. He's slept on, man. He's slept on. He's like incredible in the production. Man, crazy. Like it, dude was a genius. You feel me? I think he graduated Harvard at a young age. I think 16, 17. Word. It was a, 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 an extraordinary man. So at the time, I was, you know, rocking with him heavy. And who else was, was popping at that time? I, I want to say like Zay Tobin. Uh, I think Lex Luger was going hard and, um, at that time, too. So I was, like, you know, listening to them guys at that time. So this old nine. And then I started, you know, uh, not mimicking, I don't want to say that, but listening to hip-hop producers, which is, like, nice. The ill minds, just those two, they going back listening to the old Genie album. Like, Bay for Mercy is my, one of my favorites. Actually, my favorite Genie album. Um, listening to that joint, listening to the production on there because a lot of producers on that project was probably either their first placement or second or third when the album came out in 03. So um, it was who was on there? Jake Wall was on there, Nas was on there, High Tech, Red Spider. Um, I want to say Josh Bates was on there. I could be wrong. Uh, it was, uh, I think the Nile was, the Nile Porter was on there, I think, too. I could be wrong. He did, so, um, the, the yeah, because he did a uh, stunt. The stunt one-on-one joint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, yeah, so that whole album was just fire. So, oh, I, I can't forget the nine part. Is, is, he and my top ten uh, do is crazy on the, on the beats, too. But, um, yeah, man, it's just it's crazy, man. It's crazy. I, I love the music game. You see me? I've been doing it way too long. Yeah, man, it's evident, man. man. Just, just hearing your shit, man. Yeah. It's real evident. What you um yeah. so let the, tell the people man what you got next like what you working on next what's what's in the future for you like 2017 and beyond. Uh well I'm I'm trying to put out a beat this year uh, I'm gonna call it uh, I'm thinking about calling it calling it unfinished business is a whole lot of I a whole lot of unfinished beats loops a lot of them just fire I just don't know what to do with them I don't That's know like finish them or whatever so uh, I'll probably put that out before the years I'll call it unfinished business to straight loops of mixture of beats that is unfinished. Um me, um my artist, my other artist, uh Cordova. You know, uh we in, Yes, I love the dough. Uh under under the name Dale Science, which is me and him, we dropping an album called uh Industry, which is uh Dale Science, you know, chemistry, having that, that chemistry as a as a duo. So we call it the industry. Um, man, just keep hopefully get my like first first official placement or uh other placements, man. But uh, some some gonna fall through, but that's that's really about it. The definitely the album though, the industry album. Hopefully, some more stuff with a tag, which I know you're gonna come through. It's like, yo, we got some more stuff in the works. Um, yeah, you know, I'm doing it, man. <laughs> you already know, I'm gonna up for sure. <laughs> yeah, so so definitely some, some more tag stuff. Uh, some more stuff with Wado, uh, maybe one or two more B tapes, because I'm not really a fan of B tapes anymore. I want to work and do projects. Oh, oh, no, nah, actually, I'm missing one more thing, man. Uh, the homie B dot, uh, for for y'all who don't know, B dot is, uh, is an enlightened brother and he battle raps, man. He, uh, he's about to battle his dude named Cortez. He's about to battle, uh, he's got that battle with his sister named E Heart, but he didn't go down, but. If y'all know who B-Dot is, um, real dope dude. We are dropping the project soon as well, so I mean, uh, that's I'm coming soon. I'm even say this, man, because I, I know at some point they're more than likely going to listen. I tried mm -hmm. this. Like I said, I tried this. It's crazy because I tried to shop a couple of your beats too guilty. 
Guilty Simpson. It, but at the time, it, he had been working on a recent album that he had just came out with. So I guess right. at that time, maybe his schedule could have been a little crazy. But it was crazy because I shot the uh, 313 track to him, the beat itself. I, man, I wanted, mm. originally I wanted to write to that beat so bad. Obviously, it's, it's crazy because I did, and it became a mm. song. But that was the beat that I sent to him. Like, yo, man, Guilty, this is like your name, like, all over it. I think what made me want to do that is because it reminded me of uh, the Batman joint off the Setup album with Black Milk and Fat Ray. How, what does verse say? Fuck you very much. I dedicate this to you. And um, mm. I was like, damn, Guilty will kill this shit, man. But, at this, like I say, he was already in the process of, like, finishing up the album. I guess it wasn't no room really to kind of, I'm like, it is what it is. I'm like, well, fuck it, I'm going to do it. Um, I think right. I want to say I sent him the Eels track, too. The track that was the Eels. I'm like, damn. I'm like, oh, well, it is what it is. So I did that. But, hey, man, Guilty, if you're listening, get you some beats from J.R. Swift's, man. I'm trying to think of all the names that I could possibly think of right now for my niggas that's in Detroit. Marv, like, I know you just dropped your album, man. Whatever shit you working on next. Get you some beats from J.R. Swift. Um, man, like, listen, like, yo, somebody need to get a connect to Elzai, man. Like, listen. Elzai, like, if, if you yeah. come across this fucking podcast, get you some beats from J.R. Swift. I know you're working on some shit. I know you got the album out now, the Lead Poison Joint. But get you some beats from J.R. Matter of fact, any Detroit artist, if I fuck with you and you fuck with me, make sure you hit up J.R. Swift and get some beats, man. Like, check this cat out, man. This cat is amazing. He's young. He still got time in the game. You know, he got some – well, you always going to have time in the game. Beats, you know, that shit never uh, – beat maker, no yeah. – there's no expiration date on that shit. But the fact that you're young, man, and you started out so young and your style is so diverse, I think a lot of niggas need to be fucking with you, man. Like, right now, because when that time comes when you blow and niggas ain't getting them responses to those emails when they hitting you up, like, dog, right now niggas need to be hitting you up, dog. Like, straight up, I'm co-signing that Yeah, definitely. Like, at the yes, end of the day, man, that, that's what it's about, man, for real. Iron sharpening iron at the end of the day, steel sharpening steel, metal sharpening metal, um, whatever other <laughs> wood sharpening wood, whatever the fuck ever. But, man, at the end of the day, man, once again, drop your um your social media handles for them one more time so they can know where to catch you at, man. All right, so, yeah, y'all can follow me at uh, Instagram, which is JRSwift7, J-R-S-W-I-F-T-Z-7. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, it's JR Swift. Um, no, uh, yeah, Instagram, Twitter, Sound, uh, SoundCloud. Um, you can type in JR Swift. Uh, you can type in Facebook, uh, JR Swift. Um, got my page and everything set up. So that's where y'all can find me at, man. Hit me, yo. It's, it's go time, man. Go time. You feel me? If y'all want to hear any current pieces of work from him right now, like I say, we, me and him, we got the Metal Letter EP. It's out right now. You can stream. I know y'all streaming. A lot of cats, oh, I ain't downloading shit. I ain't buying no CD. Well, fuck it. You got the streaming platform. Streaming on Spotify, Apple Music. It's everywhere online. So check it out. Metal Letter EP. Man, yo, Swift, man, I appreciate you for taking the time out of your schedule just to even do this podcast. I'm just starting out, just kind of switching off between doing the music and at the same time doing the podcast. So you ain't have to do it, man. I appreciate you for just taking a moment to kind of give the people you at the end of the day. Oh, yeah, man. Listen, it's, it's, always, it's always an honor, man. You feel me? Like, I had to do it. You feel me? I had to. It was a must. And I appreciate you, man. Man, likewise, man. You know I'm going to get at you in a minute. You know it. All right, peace. Peace.